This is Jimmy Bullard, a.k.a. The Bulldog, and you are listening to the Fulham Focus Podcast. Hello, yes, a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good evening to you, however you may be listening and wherever you may be listening. This is the Fulham Focus podcast coming to you on, during an international break. Uh, thankfully, one of the weeks where Fulham can't lose, so it's a bonus. And even more of a bonus was Wales won and England won. So, yay, the, the world is happy. Everyone's joyous. Football's coming home. All that jazz. But first, we have to thank Jimmy Bullard for opening the show. Whilst the rest of the world knows Jimmy for his bubbly personality and antics on TV, he was also a very, very talented midfielder who returned from an 18-month knee injury. Really bad. I know he was long, but 18 months seems really long. And he made a massive contribution to our great escape in 2008 and record high league finish the following season, even though he sort of left halfway through, but we'll get to that. Without his famous Villa free kick and assists for both McBride and Murphy in the final two games, Fulham's history would have been very different. So, Mr. Jimmy Bullard, Sir Jimmy Bullard, for what, for what you did in the short amount of time you were with us, we salute you. But enough about Jimmy Bullard. We need to look from the past and move to the future. And one of the main topics that, again, has been going around the Fulham Focus WhatsApp group is how many players are out of contract, or uh, well, the state of their contracts, so to speak, at the end of the year. Because we talk about who's going to be leaving, you know, the likes of Sessegnon, Kane, Imitrovic. We, we're wondering whether or not they're going to go. But there are a couple of players who you think may have already played their last game uh, played their last game for the club. So what we're going to do is we're going to run down a list of con- of the contracts, which Mr. McClare has done an excellent job in, in pulling together. And we're just basically going to see who are we going to have left come, you know, the 1st of July, you know, start of the, start of the summer transfer window. You know, because we've already discussed that the uh, and uh, Tony Khan has mentioned that the lone players are automatically are automatically leaving. So that means Rico Chambers, Fossi Mensah, Noid Bates, uh, Vieto and Scherler immediately discount them for what we're going to be dealing with next season. And players out of contract. Uh, well, we'll start. We'll start with them. Players who are automatically out of contract. Ryan Babel and Lazar Markovic are the main two. Do you see either of them staying with us for next season, sort of working out a way to, in one way or another, play with us next year? Mr. McClare, over to you. You put this list together, so you've probably done more research into this than either of us. So I'll let you I'll let you go first. Babel and Markovic. I think Markovic, I've forgotten he was at the club anyway. He, I don't think he's featured at all since um, since Parker took over. Played He played half the game against West Ham, didn't he, away? But have we seen him since then? I don't think so. With that in mind, I don't know. I don't know. Will he stay or not? Babel, I'd like to see Babel stay out of out of the two of them. I'd really like to see him play. He's he's looked quite good so far uh, in in the games that he's played in since January, and I think he'd do a great job in the championship. But it's another one of those: would he want to play in the championship? And would there be some clubs in Europe uh, that that would potentially take him back? So. I haven't got an answer particularly, but all I will say is that I'd like to see Babel stay and I haven't seen enough of Markovic to to know how good he is really. 
So you'd like to see him stay, but you don't. But you don't think he will with Ryan Baba and and Markovic on the same same sort of level. You don't. You, so in your opinion, come July the first, they will not be at the club. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably going to be the case. To be honest, I'd like Babel to stay, but yeah, I I don't think he will. To be honest, okay. I think is it is, is ego will take him to uh to somewhere more high profile and maybe in the top top flight in a in another country. Okay, fair enough, Morgan. Same same questions to you. I, I'm sort of in Mr. McClare's view. I I didn't even know Markovic played that played at played at half of West Ham. I honestly couldn't tell. I honestly thought he. Was yet to make his debut, so that's enough for me. Mm, yeah, well, he did come on, and he came on up when we were sort of, you know, struggling, and he sort of he looked he looked keen, but you'd expect that from a uh, player who hasn't played for what eighteen months or whatever it was in the first team. He did look a bit like a puppy let out into the park for the first time, and I think of the two players, he's the most likely to stay. I think uh, looking at the players who we have the uh, likelihood of them staying. I think we might keep him. And I think he'd probably be more thankful than anything to be given the opportunity to stay with the club. I think, you know, he's, in terms of having a squad, I think he will probably be there. Um, Scott Parker or whoever the manager is may just go, actually, no, he's just not good enough. I think Ryan Babel, uh, yeah, I think Matt's right. I think uh, his ego will take him away from the club. He wouldn't be seen, you know, dead playing in the championship. He'll probably, I would suggest that he's one of those players that might end up playing in the Middle East. Um, nice last payday. Um, I can't see another premiership team, team taking him. I'd like to see him again, but I, I, yeah, I don't think he will. And I think he's already said that he's, um, you know, he's had offers come in, but he won't discuss them out of respect to the relegation battle. Whether that's true or not, I'm sure his agent's talking about them. But um, That's good of him yeah. to make that public, though. It was. I guess so. I mean Good of good of him to keep that to himself. Yeah. Nice one, Ryan. <laughs> but he's uh, I still don't get why his head's red. I mean you know, he he it saw him playing for Holland last night and it clashed horribly with his shirt. <laughs> he wants to come to you for fashion advice, does he, Morgan? Well yeah, I mean <laughs> it just it looks it looks all wrong. I mean I know he likes Liverpool, having not celebrated when he scored, but you know. What is it? I don't get it. What's with it? I mean, play for Besiktas. You know, they don't have red in their shirt. You should have a black and white head. You should, and then hopefully <laughs> kept that when, when he was going with us. So, so what we can gather is from the two of you, neither of you think that Barbara and Markovic will be here next year. So what I'm going to oh, do... No, I think the... Markovic will be here. I think he'll... You think, I, you think I, I, I think of the two, I think he is likely to stay just because we're going to need players. But and you don't I think, think he'll have any other, any other offers? And we'll be no. basically best of a bad bunch? Yeah. Well, as a, as a rule, I, I I get the casting vote in this. We have one for, one against. Um, I, yeah, I'm sort of I'm sort of swayed by Morgan. I think yeah, best of a bad bunch because no one really because he was really doing nothing at Liverpool. So if no one would have come in for him then, that doesn't really, if he doesn't do anything, no one's really going to come in for him now. So yeah, I'll I'll take your view and then I'll, I'm going to see if I can put together a team, a formation whilst doing this. So Lazar Markovic is the first man. Yeah, let's put him on the right wing. I put him on the bench. 
I mean, I wouldn't put him on the actual pitch, but <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. But we'll we'll go. We'll do this as we go along. He may he may find his he may find his way onto the bench eventually. Right. So we now move on to the next category, which is star players likely to be linked with a move away. I think we've covered this enough times, but we're going to be doing this in a different aspect, putting together a team. So Mitrovic, Kearney, Sessignon, and Seri. Uh, Morgan, I'll let you carry on. Of those four. Who do you think's likely to stay? You know, any, none, who, what, why? So the names again? Um, sorry. So name uh, Mitrovic. I was just watching Montenegro take the lead against England. Um, sorry. <laughs> so Mitrovic, Kearney, Sessignon, and Seri. Who do you think staying? Uh, how many of them? Who, what, where, why, how, so on? I think likely scenario, I think one. And I reckon that would be Kearney. I think we sort of discussed this uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I think he hasn't had enough football this year to justify another Premier League team coming in and giving him the money that he wants or thinks he deserves. I think he's on a fairly decent wage at Fulham. Um, I th- uh, and he, he likes being captain, I think. Um, I don't think he's a particularly good one, as I've said before. Uh, but I think he um, he would stay if he sort of you know keeps his keeps the armband. I think Mitro, you know, he went down with Newcastle. He stayed with them. He had a great second half of the season in the Championship. So perhaps you know he might like the challenge again. Uh, I think he's come on a bit. I think considering you know he'll be twenty four next in uh, the next season. I think a decent European team will come in for him, if not a Premier League team. Um, I think with Seri, I, you know, if rumours are to be believed or, you know, what he said in articles, uh, he has no intention of playing in the Championship. And, you know, given the talent that he clearly possesses, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he left. I'd be disappointed because we clearly haven't seen the best of him. Um, And I think he would do a job in the midfield for us. I don't think, you know, like a lot of players that drop down to the championship, I don't think it would be too difficult for him. But I think, you know, his agent will have other ideas. I think he'll be finding, he'll already be in the market looking for new clubs for him. Uh, We'll get decent money for him. And so that would be useful. And we'll obviously need that considering the whole uh, financial fair play. And uh, considering how Birmingham have just lost nine points, I think we're going to be very wary of that. Who else have we got? Uh, have I said Mitrovic? Yeah, you've yeah you've got you've gone through your three. I've got Mitrovic, and I think Cessna was the last last one. Um, with Cess, you know, considering where he is with his contract, you know, he's got a year left at the end of the season. I would personally cash in on him. I would hate to see him leave, and I think everyone would. Uh, we all know how devastating he was in the championship last year, but I think a team like Spurs or Another top team will come in for him. He hasn't had a great season, but he's still only going to be 19 next year. So I think, you know, a team will come in with a fairly hefty bid, take him off our hands. And, you know, we everyone wish him well. I don't think he wants at this stage of career to be bouncing between the championship and the Premier League for the next few years. I think, you know, he's given us some great football and I think he's just going to move on to the next stage of his career. And uh, yeah, we, but we will see, you know, who knows. But I think the likely, likelihood is that he will just uh, move on. Yeah, I'm going to take, take a much colder approach to this and just look at when the contracts are up. 
So Mitro is contracted until 2023. So he's contracted for another four years. So I think if somebody wants Mitrovic, they're going to have to come in with 50 million. And possibly they will. Um, maybe maybe one of the Chinese clubs. I can't see, because he's been linked with Spurs, I can't see Spurs parting with 50 million for Mitrovic when they've already got Harry Kane, because essentially he'll be, he'll be a backup. Uh, I, I'd like to think that he'd give us another season, but he probably won't. So I, I, I think somebody will come in and they'll meet the asking price for Mitrovic. Um, Sessegnon, I didn't realise, but he's only contracted for another season with, with a year option. So I don't think actually it will take quite such a big bid to prize him away from us. If he's only got a year left, then somebody might come in. But I'd really like to think that he'll give us another year in the championship, Sess. And I think he will. I think he'll stay. I know, Sarah, as you say, Morgan, uh, Seri's been quite vocal in, in the press about saying that he doesn't want to play in the championship or there have been reports to, to that effect. But again, he's contracted for three years with another year option. It's going to take quite a big bid to, to prize him away. And I'm, I'm not sure that anybody would pay it at the moment. He's, he's been hot and cold this season. All right, he's, he's looked a bit better recently. Um, but you're talking big money for these players. And then finally, Kearney, again, he's contracted until 2023 with a year option. So essentially, that's, what's that, another, another four years plus a year option? I think he's staying. I don't think anybody's going to pay what it will take to break him out of a four, potentially five-year contract. So, you know, I, I, I think at least a couple of those players are going to stay. Maybe Kearney and Sessegnon. What are your thoughts, Morgan? I mean, I want to sort of pick up on the sort of with, uh, obviously with Seri and Mitro being on sort of decent length contracts. I mean, do you think that, I mean, these are sort of, uh, you know, situations where we're going to see them go out on season loan, uh, season long loans and then potentially sort of waltz back into a Premier League team? Or do you think they would actually sort of, graft in the championship or I don't know Seri I don't think Mitro will I think but Seri strikes me that he might have an agent that would really get in his ear and sort of you know we could see uh, a bit of I'm going on strike until you sell me situation I don't know maybe I'm just being pessimistic but you know you, just, you might get that that's an interesting point you raise about the loans because that's what uh, Matroglu did, wasn't it? He he left mm. on loan and eventually just ran his contract down and left. Uh, but I know that is an option, but I also think that the Khans, especially Tony, are, are stubborn people. And if they want those players to stay, uh, he said it before, hasn't he? Last summer when people were, were sniffing around Sessegnon, he came out and said, Sessegnon is going nowhere. And it, we need we need a statement like that again, to be honest. If we've got, any, if we harbour any ambitions of coming back up again, then we need to keep our, our better players, and that is down to Tony and Shahid, and they need to stand their ground and they need to make sure that these players, you know, are aware of of, of the contracts and they I are. Th- I think I think Tony was in a better position though at the end of last season to say that because we've just gone up. And... Yeah, you're right. You know, is it's his home, it's his home team. You know, it's sort of like he can sort of say, "Oh no, he'll definitely commit to another year," and he's not going to go, "Okay, but I'm leaving you because I don't want to play in the lower reach of the Premier League, whatever." He's going to give it a season, and obviously, dropping down into the uh, Championship, he can't make that same statement because a player could just turn around and go, "Actually, I really don't want to play in the Championship again." So, yeah, completely fair enough. I take your point. Yeah. So what are we what are we saying about these four then? Do you think any of them are going to stay? I think Kearney, and I would struggle yeah. to see any of the other th- uh, three. Yeah, uh, I'm agreeing. One out of the four. 
Yeah, I'm agreeing with you of the four. I think it's going to be Kenny, so we can put Kenny. Um, I'm interested when you were talking talking about loans. I want to sort of go about this the other way. I can possibly see a Spurs or a whoever. It could be any team coming in with a bid for Cessnion and then loaning him back to us for a year. I can maybe I can maybe see that idea rather than rather than us loaning to the Premier League. You know, someone buys him and then loans him to us for a year. Well, he wouldn't get in anyone's team at the moment. He wouldn't get in the Spurs team at the moment. I'm just giving an example. It could be a Spurs, it could be a Man United, it could be a Liverpool, it could be an Arsenal, it could be an anyone. It's just an example. Yeah, but he wouldn't get in any of their teams at the moment, really, would he? So what I'm saying is I think that is a potential option that he could be loaned back to us. What you're saying is, is a fair point. But then don't you... Th- I mean, you look at sort of teams like Spurs or United, they... They see the player that he is and they saw how he did last year. Obviously, look at him this season. It wasn't, you know, it's not sort of, you know, he's not blowing the world away like sort of a lot of people thought he would. But he would probably be kept at the club to develop in their training regimes. So he'd make it onto the bench. He wouldn't start many games, but I reckon he'd be coming on as a sub. And I think the clubs would be wary of loaning him back out because I think they'd want to see him develop within their within their training rather than sending him back to where they know he's developed to a certain point, but certainly looked a bit stale this season. Yeah, let's be honest, his his growth and development has really been stifled this season, hasn't it, by being in and out of the team. He hasn't really kicked on like we thought he was going to. So have Fulham taken Sessignon as far as they possibly can. Probably a debate for another day. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly. I mean, maybe not. Maybe it's just because it's been a really bad season. The management has been all over the place. We don't know what the training's like uh, day to day. Um, And perhaps he does need to move on to develop a bit further. Or maybe he just needs a bit of a confidence season. Maybe a season back in the championship, scoring a load of goals. Uh, we'll get him back on the, uh, you know, back on the straight and narrow in that respect. But I think if a team does come in, like a, you know, Spurs or United, they will give him game time, and I don't think they'd want to loan him out. Okay, so after that, we've come to the conclusion that uh, Tom Kenny will be will be staying with us. Um, so at the moment of the we at the moment have a team of two. So. Uh, Tom Kenny can play balls to Markovic on the wing and they're just crossing into no one. Um, so we've talked about the big name players, but there are a couple more that we sort of need to look at. And those are players that are out of contract, but where the club have a year option on them and whether or not they're going to be picked up. And those are Stephanie Hansen, Niskins Cabano, Ford Aite and Dennis Adoy. Uh, Mr. McClare, how many of those do you see? No, do you see any of those players uh, being offered, being offered a way back in, being offered a way back in with the club, or do you think that they that they've played their last game essentially? I th- I think we should keep all of them. I think the four of them are proved, tried and tested at Championship level, and we're going to need them. I hope Johansson isn't too pissed off with the club uh, being frozen out almost this season, and I hope he comes back from West Brom. He's had some game time now with them. And yeah, I can't. I can't see any reason to get rid of any of them. I'd, I'd invoke the the year extension on on all of them. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned, you know, Stephanie Hansen being frozen out by the club. He was essentially frozen out by Jukanovic and Ranieri. So we need to sort of see whether or not he'd fit more, or whether he'd enjoy more playing. You know, playing under Scott Parker and Morgan. Same question to you. Um, did you see any of those being picked up, or or do you think they're all going to be told, you know, bye bye? 
Um, I yeah, again, I'd like Steph Joe to come back. I'd like him to uh, get him back on the back in the squad. Aite would keep. I would have um, questioned that a little while ago, but he's come on and sort of you know had a couple of decent performances, and I think you know he would uh, do a job for us again. Cabano, I would release. Uh, I I'm not a massive fan of his. He's a bit erratic, and I just don't think he was that great in the championship. And I don't think we need any Deadwood going back down there. Um, and you know, it might be a bit harsh. He had some good games, but I'm not. Yeah, didn't think he was that great. And Dennis, uh, yeah, keep him. Why not? No, everyone. He's popular. He's not the greatest, but yeah, I would definitely keep him. Yeah, I'm sort of on your on your view. We're basically both of the wingers, Cabana and Eater. I, I I think their time I think their time's passed. Dennis Doy's a bit of a weird one because still basically to how good he was in the championship, but you know, that was that would have essentially been two years ago. Has he lost all the stuff in that two years and that to be fair, he wasn't even that good in the championship. <laughs> He's you know he, he was okay. He wasn't great. He was okay, but he wasn't great. But I would have him there just because we're gonna need the players. And we don't want to have that situation when we went down last time where we lost a load of players and then, you know, and just bring in loads of loan players because that is damaging in the long run, as we're seeing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that means of the remaining players, we're just going to sort of come together, put together an 11, see whether or not you agree whether they've got a place. So Mark's, Mark's Benelli in goal. I think we we can all agree. <clears throat> <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm not sure Morgan does. No. Yeah, okay. Ben okay. Ben Ben and Gold. This is basically what we have of the of the players we have left. Um Christy, Mawson, for the sake of argument, Reem and Brian across the back. Any changes anyone wants to make? Sounds decent. The only other thing would be to to play a doy at right back. But yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have Cyrus in there, but no, for sake it's of an- argument. Yeah, it's an option. Uh, let's go with the midfield three of Kevin McDonald in front of the back four, uh, Angisa, and the guy we think is going to stay, Tom Kearney. That's your midfield. Any objections? Probably have Steph Joe over K Mac. There's the argument or, to me, but I'd, then, I'd, I'd, argue, I'd argue we reunite the whole three, personally. K Mac, Johansson, Yeah, but that's two years three. later. There's, there's two years, two years, summer holidays in K Mac's legs. Yeah, okay. and you look at look at how Anguissa played against Liverpool. If he can replicate some of that form in the Championship, you, he'd be one of the best players in the division. Okay, so Anguissa stays, Tom Kenny stays, and Stephanie Hansen. Then are we going with him? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay, that three. Then we're left with uh, that midfield three. Then we got a front three where we're really struggling. Um, of the again of the players we we confirm we have left. Rui Fonte is going to be the striker. I think we can all agree if you're going into a championship smart. season, if you're going into a championship season with Rui Fonte as a main striker, you are in a bit of an issue. Yeah. Um, then we're really lacking wide players. We may have to dip into the academy for those because we don't really have anyone. Kamara, whether or not we can recall him from the loan is weird. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's uh, only to the end of the season, so my mistake. Before. Oh, oh, it is. Oh, okay. So it is. Oh, so we can't. So he'll be with us. He'll be with us then. So Kamara's on the right wing. I think he did okay. Whether or not he can sustain a full season is a different matter. Then we're just basically we're a left. We're, we don't have a left winger. So for the purposes of this, Stefan Session gets loaned back to us. So essentially, as it stands, there's your Fulham team for next season. Bettinelli in goal, Adoy or Christie, take your pick. Mawson, Bream, Brian across the back. 
Kate, no, uh, Angisa, Stephanie Hansen, Tom Kenny, midfield, Abubakar Kamara, Rui Fonte, and Ryan Session. That's starting 11 from the first game of next season. So, with that front three, we're definitely going to need three new front players. Kamara won't play for the club again. I can't see it. Maybe I, I hope Ryan Sessegnon's still with the club to, to play in a front three. But whatever happens, but if Mitro goes, we need to replace him. No way we're going We're going to start the season with Rui Font. Okay, absolutely. Now, uh, that that uh, that first segment is over. A very lively debate. Now it's time for my favourite. I hope it's your favourite as well. It really should be. It's the quiz. <laughs> Fulham. Right, so now here we go. It is the quiz, and we there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of weirdness in this quiz. That's all I'm going to say. It's not your usual quiz. Well, it is your usual quiz, but it's going to take a bit of a weird turn. So, round one, we have who made the assist. Now, I'm going to mention some famous or infamous Fulham goals that we've scored over the past couple of years. All you have to do to me, all you have to do is tell me. Who gave the assist? Everyone remembers who scored, but do you remember who set it up? So we're going to go with home and away. And Matt, uh, Mr. McClessing is your nearest. I'll give you the choice. Do you want the away set or do you want the home set? I will go home, please. You will go home. Okay. In which in which case, um, there's 30, by the way, there's 31 points available for the listeners and a maximum of 21 for the co-host. So we go with this. So you're going from a home lot. Okay. Clint Dempsey versus Juventus. Who gave the assist? Was it Dixon or Tuhu? Yes, absolutely it was. I think that's one of the more easier ones to get because everyone's seen that clip a thousand times. So everyone knows exactly who gave it. It was a bit of a weird pass as well. But anyway, anyway Dixon or Tuhu, right. Papa Booba Diop's screamer against Manchester United. Who gave the assist? Uh, Mark Pembridge. Tell you what, you're on fire tonight. I'm amazed. Many, I'm amazed you remember that because I thought I was, I thought I was one of the weird ones who got that. So yes, Mark Pembridge. I the, remember uh, that one as well. I'm going, I'm going to be terrible at this, but I got that one. Yeah, of course you did, mate. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After the fact, right? Okay. So last one, last one for this round. Ryan Sessegnon's equaliser against Derby in the second leg of the playoffs. Who gave the assist? Oh man, um, I'm trying to think where it came from. Uh, I can't bloody remember. Can't remember that one. Um, who was playing left back for us last season? I can't even remember that. I'm going to. I'm going to oh, stay quiet. You should remember that. Do you remember the summer? The what? Remember the summer? Everything about who we wanted to sign over the summer. Oh, of Stop course. Yeah, Matt. Matt Target. Was it Matt Target? I'm afraid it was not. Uh, this isn't a question spot. I can't. I can't throw it over. But it was in fact Stefan Johansson who gave the assist because it came off his chest. It sort of bounced towards into Ryan's Yeah, heart. I remember. Yeah. Okay, so that means Mr. Morgan, you have the away. You have the away round. That doesn't make it any more harder. But again, right. So uh, your first one, Ryan Tunnicliffe's chip in the four-one win away to Bristol City. Who Brilliant question. Is it Ross McCormack? Is it Ross McCormack? It was not. It was everyone's oh. favourite ever left back. It was James Husband. Oh, Remember how good he was for us and is now, I think, playing for Oxford in League Two or someone in League Two. I think, you're, I think it is Oxford, isn't it? I, think I love that. I get, I get the Dem- oh, no, Dempsey chip against... 
I'll get the Dempsey chip against Juventus and you get some random goal from a shitty season a few <laughs> years ago. As, as is the case, any complaints, send them Danny's way. He comes up with it. Right, number two. This is a much more famous one, so this one should be a lot easier. Simon Davis in the Europa League final. It should be easy, but it, you've got to remember, I was watching this in Australia and it was about six in the morning and I was really tired. Um, oh. I was about 15 pints deep and I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was 16 pints and I remember. Um, I've had a massive mind blank. Uh, Zoltan Gira. Your mind blank is correct. It was Zoltan oh. Gera, although the, the cross did come via an Atletico player's head. With, but for the purpose of this, we're going to give Zoltan Gera the assist. Okay, now here's another famous one. Our first ever goal in the Premier League, Louis Saha against Manchester United at Old Trafford after like three minutes or something. Oh, I was there. It was great. Um, Lee Clark. This should be easy. Well, yeah, really. It was down at the other end. Uh, Lee Clark. I, amazingly, that was the same guess I gave when Danny ran me through this afternoon. No, it was the other uh, shaven-headed midfielder. It was Sean Davis. There you go. Sean Davis is now sort of... Well, he's not even shaven-headed. Why do I think he had a shaven head? Did he have one what later he? on? He had a shaved yeah. head for that. Was he there? Okay. No, I, I, knew he had a, I knew he had his hair cut short at some stage. I just couldn't remember when it was. Okay, By the way, so... I, 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 need, I need to fess up where I, where I was gobbing off saying I knew, I knew who got the assist for the Europa. I, I thought it was Zamora. I'd have got that wrong. <laughs> Fair so, enough. Fair I'm, I'm going to oh. shut up for the rest of this. <laughs> yeah, good thing. You, well, hopefully you're not going to shut up for the second for the second round. But anyway, um, so yeah, after that round, Mr. McClare has two points and Morgan Carlton, I'm not going to call you Carlton again, has one point. We now move on to round two which is Danny's favourite for reasons that shall become clear. We've done this before and it didn't quite go down well, but for some reason Danny wants to bring it up again. I'm going to give you each a set of names of, fam- of footballers around the world and you have to tell me whether or not they are real names of real players or if Danny has just made them up. Okay, uh, Morgan, you get to go first. <laughs> Do you want set one or set two? I don't think it really matters. Uh, I will go with set one. You'll go set one. Okay. So your first one, is this a real player or someone Danny made up? Andre Muff. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go real. I'm going to go real. And you would be correct. Andre Muff, a Swiss striker with two caps. He <laughs> played most notably for Grasshoppers FC and FC Basel. He retired in 2009. Otherwise, we would have played him in the Europa League. Okay. Do you have a shave too? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, God, I just got that. That's, that's excellent. Excellent wit by Morgan there. There's excellent wit. That's what you come to this podcast for. Okay. Number two, Hugh Balls. Uh, well, Balls, uh, it's a fairly normal name. So I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go real. That's incorrect. That is a fake name. That's a fake oh. one. Okay. And I'm only going to guess this is how it's pronounced because of the way it's there. But um, ooh, ooh, God, I can't say that. right, okay. So 
I'm, I'm going to guess this is how it's done purely because of the way it's written. Wankar. Oh, Wankar. I, I, I remember there was a... Come on, I think that's true. You're going to go real? Yeah. But yes, Wankar is real. He's a He's left Brazilian, winger who began... Shush. He's a left winger who began his career with Real Madrid and even made one appearance for them. He currently plays for Malaga in La Liga, so anyone who likes La Liga, he still plays watching. Funnily enough, it is his 29th birthday on Saturday, so on behalf of the whole Focus team, happy birthday, you wankar. <laughs> He's not Brazilian, he's oh. Spanish. <laughs> no, but again, blame Danny for the way this is written. So that means um, uh, you scored uh, two points off of that. And Mr. Beclair, you get set two. So question number one, Brian Pinas. He's American, isn't he? I think he's real. Uh, he is real, but I don't think he's American. He is a winger who... For fuck's sake, I should have read this through. He is a winger who had a hard time at Newcastle United in the 97-98 season. <laughs> <laughs> Failing to make a single appearance. He also played for Feyenoord and currently plays for a Dutch team called Riederkeske. Votbol, I'm not even going to say that. RVVH. That's how it's acronyms too. RVVH. Okay, so you get that one correct. Number two, Serjar Bastard. Serjar Bastard. <laughs> it's so random. I'm going to say it's true. It's he's real. This isn't this. You got it right. He is indeed true. He played for a team now dissolved called Upton Park in the late 1800s. And actually went on to become a referee. <laughs> right, okay. So your third and final one before we get this god-awful round over. Uh, Rod Fanny. <laughs> God's sake. Uh, made up. Made up. It is, in fact, real. He is a centre-back. He uh, He's currently 37 and has five caps for, for the French national team. He plays for the likes of Nice, Rennes, Marseille and Charlton Athletic. So we should have come across it. You, yeah, we should have come across it. <laughs> we should have come across it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we found right. the level. We found uh, the level. I love it. Uh, why, why don't we just do this every week instead of discussing the god-awful season we're having? This is... <laughs> Oh, right. Okay, moving on. Round three. And funnily enough, you each have three points each. And this round is all about threes. Because I want you to name me the last ten players to score a hat-trick for Fulham. Now, for disclosure, there are this is the last ten players to score a hat-trick, not the last ten hat-tricks. So, for disclosure, there are two players in here. Uh, two? Yes, two players who scored two hat-tricks, but in the space of time, it doesn't count. So if you give me their name, then you count for both the hatchets, if you see where I'm going along. Uh, Mr. Beclair, you're going first. So the last the last 10 players to score a hat-trick for Fulham. Okay, Paul Moody. Paul Moody, that is incorrect. I was, just, I was just wondering how far back we went, but yeah, that's a, that's. A, um, I'll, sh- I'll shout for the. I sh- hang on. You know what? You know what I'll do. You know what I'll do. I'll give Matt his guess back off for the purpose of this. It's going back to September two thousand is the earliest one. Okay, so okay. September two thousand is the earliest one. So, Mister Beclair, I'll give you your first. I'll give you your first guess back. So, December two thousand. Uh, okay. Um, let's go with uh, Louis Saha. 
Lusaha indeed scored that hat-trick uh, in a 5-1 win against Barnsley. So Mr. Beclair gets one point there. Uh, Morgan, to you. Uh, I'm going to go with Steed Malbrank. Malbronk. Malbronk. Steed Malbronk indeed scored a hat-trick against Charlton in the FA Cup. Mr. Beclair. Ross McCormack must have got one. Yeah, we're rattling through these here. Ross McCormack is one of those who scored two hat-tricks. Uh, 3-2 in the 3-2 win against Nottingham Forest in January 2015. And then the penultimate game of the season where he uh, had that last-minute run against uh, Middlesbrough with the goalie all the way up. Chaos ensued. The 4-3 win there. So Mr. McClare gets a point there. Uh, Morgan, to you. Uh, I will get an easy one out of the way. Ryan Sessegnon. Away to Sheffield United, indeed. That was the, that was the latest one, by the way, for, for anyone who's interested. Mr. McClare, to you. AJ, QPR. That was the first one that came to my mind when when we had this. So, yes, uh, AJ against QPR. Another one, please, Morgan. Uh, I will go with everyone's favourite uh, Russian, Pavel Pogrebniak. So, Pavel Pogrebniak, yes, that is another one. Uh, let me run through. Uh, three, you have two guesses left. Uh, Mr. McClare, to you. Clint Dempsey must have got one. Clint Dempsey didn't get one. He got two. Oh, okay. Because five in five-two against Newcastle in the Premier League, and then a, and then another one in a four-nil win against Charlton in the FA Cup. Uh, Morgan, back to you. Penultimate guess. Uh, okay. So two thousand. I'm gonna. Oh, hang on. Some bit low on ideas now. Um, I'm gonna go with Luis Boamorte. That's an incorrect that is an incorrect guess. So Matt, Mr. McClare, you have a chance to extend your lead. Barry Hales, Watford. Bingo, you even got the game. I will I, I should give you a bonus point, but I don't think I'm allowed to. So mm-hmm. yeah. So Morgan, last guess. Uh, hang on, just going through. Uh, where are I mean, what have we got? Um... <laughs> get, get off Google. <laughs> uh, let's go with uh, Bobby Zamora. Incorrect. Um, the last one that's missing, you've got, by the way, you've got all of them except for one ah, pretty okay. famous one. It's Yunichi Inamoto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the Intertoto final. So oh, after that one. Yeah, so after round three, so, made, so for the purposes of because they got all nine except for the one with Yunichi Inamoto. So now round four, final round. Guess the player and as always run through the scores, just so you know. Uh if you get it in the first two guesses, you get five points. Third and fourth guess or clue, you get four points. Five and six, you get three, seven and eight, you get two, nine and ten, you get one. Uh, Mr. Beclair has a two-point lead going into this final round. So, Morgan, if that plays into your tactics in one way, in any way, by all means, go for it. So, clue number one. This player is six foot two. Six foot two. Number two. He made 107 appearances in all competitions. So, guesses. We move on to number three. He has played and scored in the top two divisions for Fulham. 
No guesses? I feel like an auctioneer here. Scanning the uh, room. Uh, number four. He signed on a summer deadline day. No guesses? I, I, well, how many how many points do I need? I need two points at I draw level. Two to tie, three to win, yeah. So right. if you want to win, you basically need it in these in these next two clues. Mm-hmm. He played games for the managers either side of Felix McGath's reign, but never for Felix himself. So to reword that, he played for Mullenstein and Kit Simons, basically. But he didn't play for Felix McGath. No guesses. We move on to number six. He is somewhat of a national treasure for his country, and he has 115 caps, scoring 25 goals. No guesses, Morgan. I'm going to give you some little bit more time because this is the last one to win. You got anything? Have a stab. You have a stab at it. Or do you want to? Or do you want to play for the tie? The choice no, is yours. I'll play, I'm going to have to play for the tie because I'm having a mind blank at the moment. Okay, you play for the tie. Okay, or the draw, as we British like to say. Okay, question number seven. He scored 13 goals for the for Fulham, and it's fair to say he was a scorer of great goals. I love this one. Great goal scorer. Brian Ruiz. Brian Ruiz. Goes for Brian Ruiz. Yeah. Brian Ruiz. I think, uh, yeah. yeah. Morgan, do you wish? Do you wish to concede? I, I wish to. I, w- I will. Uh, I will agree with Mr. Beclair and go okay. Brian Ruiz as well. But let's see if you're right. We could be wrong because was someone a couple of weeks ago who was on with me said so he was absolutely convinced that it was one. Of, I think it was. I think it may have been you, Matt. Convinced it was Brian McBride when it was someone else. I, I remember this. It may, well, it may not be you, but I remember. So we've got to go through just in case anyone else at home has um, is still thinking. Okay. Question number eight. He has captained and scored at the World Cup whilst being a Fulham player, most notably against Italy. Okay. Question number nine. This is going to rattling through because should know this by now, but just in case. Um, who can forget this player's awful debut at home to Blackburn Rovers? Still thinking, and number nine, number ten, rather, this player has perfect hair and almost certainly uses a lot of conditioner. Three, two, <laughs> it is indeed Brian Ruiz. So Mr. Beclair takes the points there. What was it the game? Was it? I'm amazed you got that. What did you get it off of? It was the thirteen goals. Was I the got it in the one? I got from. it. I got it the one before. It was but who you just I was thinking. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I, so yes, the yeah. answer. So the answer was indeed Brian Ruiz. So at the end of the quiz, Mr. Beclair wins it with a score of 10. Uh, Mr. Morgan coming up short with six, as is traditional for Morgan. Is that traditional You heard him laugh, therefore I'm okay to say that. Um, right. Um, prizes, 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 prizes. So your victory, you uh, sorry. So your prize for winning Mr. Beclair is indeed from Brian Ruiz himself, a bottle of Costa Rica's best brand shampoo and conditioner on its way to you. I don't know if you're a man who uses shampoo and conditioner, but if you want to use it, it is there. I've been known to use shampoo. Fair enough. <laughs> but not conditioner. <laughs> right. Okay. That wraps up the quiz. Now there's one thing left to do. 
Mr. Preview Manchester City. Fulham. Right, I don't think there's really much we can discuss about this. Rather than how many goals are we going to lose by? Um, unless there's anyone... We, we we didn't score up at the Etihad, did we, this season? Why am I thinking we did? No, we didn't. Uh, we didn't, 3-0. no. 3-0, wasn't it? Maybe a 3-0. I've tried to wipe as much of this season out of my memory as I possibly can. Um, Mr. McClare, seeing as you were talking, just give us a quick preview of the game. How many are we going to lose by? Do you think the week... Do you think we can at least score a goal? Do you think that these two weeks, two intensive weeks that Scott Parker's had with the team, you can finally maybe get something decent attacking out of them? I think we might score, but we're going to get a pace in. I think, I think the only thing we can possibly do is park the bus in front of the goal and stop the Man City players from getting off their bus. Just stand there and hold the door shut and then we might get a point. Otherwise, it's going to be a pace in. That's all I've got to say. Fair enough. Uh, Mr Morgan, same question, same question to you. If you have anything else to add, if you could think of anything else to add. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with Matt. I mean, Man City... Uh playing for the title and they're playing very, very well. And they have players who, you know, will happily dismantle our beleaguered defence. And unfortunately, I kind of feel that's what's going to happen. So if we can keep it below cricket score, I think that'll be good. Uh, I think if we're going to go into the last few games of the season with our heads held high, then we need, uh, high, then we need to actually sort of, you know, put in a good performance, even if we don't get a result. And when we down to a penalty in the last few minutes like Liverpool, but, you know, let's, uh, let's just hope they can uh, give a good account of themselves. Yeah, let's hope that we can give a better account than your microphone did over, the, over, that, over, that, um, over that estimation. So that's really left. Again, there's nothing more, more that I can say that these guys haven't already said about Manchester City. You know, once we get through this, there is Morgan Sorbaloon too, once we get through this set of fixtures, it does become a lot, lot easier the other side of this. So after after this week, now we're going to finally see what Scott Parker's made of. Uh, let's not judge him too partially on what happens against Manchester City. But it is unfortunately time for us to end this edition of the Fulham Focus podcast. I want to thank my two co-hosts for joining me tonight, Mr. Morgan and Mr. Matt Beauclair. All that's left for me to say is that you can keep up to date with everything that's happening uh, with Fulham Focus, with all the Q&As, the blog, the interviews. Uh, the podcast, go back and listen to old editions. I don't know why you would, but maybe you fancy a laugh. Maybe that kind of person. I don't know. But just go on to fullandfocus.com. You can keep uh, uh, in touch with us on Twitter, at Fulham underscore focus. Uh, same on Instagram, at Fulham underscore focus. Uh, yeah, we, we like to do these, you know, listener question sessions. So if ever you have a question that you want to ask or a topic that you feel isn't being discussed or maybe is being too discussed, um, you know, too discussed, then by all means, let us know because we, are very much, you know, we are fans just like you. We want to listen to listen to what you have to say, and we will take it on board. So with all the technicalities and legalities out of the way, uh, one more thing. Come on, you whites.